0: Hey guys, it's Eddie and welcome back to the Off Our Mets podcast, a podcast for and about mental health. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the scandalous Stanford prison experiment by the horribly rated professor Philip Zimbardo. We also unveil our steamy new email address and check up on Lauren's medication adventures. Again, I just want to plug our Instagram page, Off Our Meds. We post a lot of interesting and exciting content over there, and it would really help out the podcast if you guys showed us some lerve. Again, that's Off Our Med Podcasts on Instagram. Toodles. The suspect was picked up at his home, charged, warned of his legal rights, spread eagled against the police car, searched and handcuffed, often as surprised and curious as neighbors looked on. Awesome. God love that the off our meds podcast hey guys welcome back
1: what's up what's up what's up what's up we're back um yet again and before we get started i just want to say we're kind of gonna switch things up from now on um we think that we may have been throwing too much information at you guys at once um, with doing multiple disorders in one episode we also think that it's not plausible to do that many without and then not you know, go into detail in them. Like you can't right. do three disorders and go into great detail about then them you're and
0: just getting like a watered right, down exactly. Version of each.
1: Exactly. So from now on we're gonna be doing one disorder per episode and we're gonna really dive into that disorder and we're gonna give you guys first hand accounts of people who live with the disorder and hopefully that will work a little better. I think yeah. it'll be a lot easier for us and um for the listeners just to like understand the content because yeah. i can I, we're psych majors so we're used to getting these kinds of things just thrown at us when it has yeah, to do with psychology always, but if you've never had any kind of background in psych this is a lot of information to take in it's also a lot of information to digest and fully comprehend especially since we have background in this stuff it just builds with each yeah. course so we're just like okay we already knew that so we just kind of want to you know make it easier for everybody involved and hopefully it works out better this way
0: and of course hit us on social media let us know what you guys want to hear because we don't know what we're doing yeah
1: we're gonna start an email my friend Brittany, she was like you guys should get an email where people can write into you because some people don't like using social media because it's not anonymous right and i think that's a great idea because there's a few podcasts i listen to and that's how they interact with their listeners they have an email Mm. account and I think we're gonna start that up, so you guys can email us, um, you know, what you want to hear about next, any questions you might have, um, any comments, whatever, and then we can answer them and reflect on that on the podcast. So that will be the structure moving forward. But getting into it, how was your week, Eddie?
0: It was. Oh, fine. he burnt. <laughs> had to burp. <laughs> Like, hold on, I'm just vomiting real quick. Um, I'll be right with you. But um, it's. It's okay, you know? Yeah. Uh, every week is is different I, with school. Like <laughs> right. some weeks, it's like right. you have 10 assignments from Literally. different classes all due on the same day. Literally. Um, but this week is, is okay. That's it's good. all right.
1: That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree with that statement about school. Um, it's going. I'm finally getting invested in my classes and same. the content is really picking up yeah. and I'm really starting to like my classes, which I'm excited about because... I was a little iffy at the beginning of oh, the semester. Bitch,
0: you're <laughs> telling me. <laughs>
1: and I, there is one class I really don't like. It's my culture and psychology class, and I think it's just because my professor, I don't know. I just don't like the way he teaches. He's a cool guy. You, I just
0: don't. I um, I really liked my professor because she had. We like, didn't have the same professor. No, nah, we yeah. didn't. But she had some like personal. I don't know. Like, that was just, like, her area of study. Yeah. So yeah. she was really knowledgeable. And she had, like, she was from Korea. So she had, oh, like, nice. personal, like, examples nice. to throw in. That That's which really nice. Helped.
1: I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like the guy. He's cool. He's he's cool. But um, I just don't, I don't know. I don't really like the way he teaches. His slideshows are just too much information at once. And it doesn't make sense the way the information is put out on the yeah. powerpoint oh, I hate that. it's not comprehensive it's just kind of like strains of thoughts yeah and then he <laughs> explains <laughs> the strains Please. of thoughts but i'm like uh okay but then i just had my first test in it and it was so easy and really? i was like yeah i was well, like all good. right that's good it'll be an easy class yeah. it just
0: it just sucks it just sucks yeah, yeah.
1: but he doesn't take attendance so
0: oh wow I'll um, be probably skipping that a lot yeah
1: <laughs> 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 uh but anyways i did want to say um <clears throat> remember i started a new antidepressant
0: and oh, I went yeah. up
1: on my other one. I am finally noticing a difference, and yeah. I noticed it today because Friday, Thursday night I was drunk off my ass. Last <laughs> of course, night it was a Thursday. Yeah, like, what else are you gonna do? Right, <laughs> last night I was high. And I woke up, like, on Friday morning, I had to work. I was hungover, but I was in a great mood. Yeah. And then today, I woke up. I've been in a great mood all day. Like, usually, if this happened, like, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I'd be, like, so angry right yeah. now, so irritated. And I'm, like, I think my antidepressant That's is good. working. And I'm so excited. Like, I told Robert, I was, like, I feel happy. Yeah. Like, I haven't used that word to describe my mood, and yeah. I don't even know how long. But I feel genuinely, like happy i'm like oh my god i just feel good yeah about life for the first like i go outside and i'm like what a beautiful finally. day it's a beautiful day and i'm like god this is amazing my yeah. antidepressants are finally fucking working so i'm excited about that that's good yeah but um that's been my week and yeah there it is we're gonna kind of keep the intro short because our topic today has a lot of information it's
0: gonna be a long one and
1: it's also gonna be very interesting um this week we aren't doing a disorder we're doing a famous study um it's called the stanford prison experiment um i'm sure a few of you have heard of it it's very famous uh, for a lot of wrong reasons
0: (laughs) (laughs) controversial (laughs) Um, reasons
1: yeah ethically it is absolutely terrible it um today could never be recreated because it's just so immoral the way they did this experiment but it's so fascinating to see the results they got um so we're kind of just going to dive right into that um so this is the stanford prison experiment let's get started
0: and the mastermind behind this great experiment (laughs) was uh is he a doctor he is a doctor okay dr philip zimbardo yeah um He's a prof- He is actually still a professor at Stanford University. Um, he is 87 years old, born yeah. in 1933.
1: He'll be 87 in March, yeah. Okay, he's about, to, he's about yeah. to be 87. Yeah. In
0: 1954, he graduated with his bachelor's in psych and sociology. sociology now I can't talk today. <laughs> and anthropology from Brooklyn College, 1955. He got his master's in psych. And in 1959, he got his PhD in psych from Yale. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so he tripled minored. I mean, tri- yeah, yeah, triple major. I know. He got you like, beat. Ha- you said, but, I'm double wait, majoring? Wait, I'm he said, no. I'm to pick up nah. another one. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, and from
0: 1959 to 1960, he taught at Yale and then went on to teach at NYU. Mm-hmm. And 1967 to 1968, he taught at Columbia. And then in 1968, he started at Stanford. So he was not... I thought mistakenly that he was like a student that was putting this on. But he was, oh, he no, was no, a no. professor at the time. Yeah. That is extremely controversial. Yeah, tell me about opposite, it.
1: Please. Yeah. Um, and he started working at Stanford in 1968. This experiment happened in 70, three, yeah. three years later. Three years later. So he had been working there for a while and he would bounced around. But he'd been a professor for quite a long time at this point. So you think he would know the difference between what's immoral and right. what isn't, you know? So you'll see he obviously did not. And in his
0: defense, um, some crazy shit was still happening it, at the time. No, like, it, absolutely. I mean, it was just the Wild West.
1: You have to, un- yeah, and we're going to get into this, um, but this is a different time for ethics in psychology Um which transitions into it um there are five ethical principles that researchers are supposed to follow when they have an experiment or a study and i wanted to bring these up because out of the five he violated four <laughs> and didn't follow them he still got
0: that one going for yeah him. he's not all. all dead don't worry yeah
1: um so the original guidelines were established in 1953 and they've been evolving ever since and i'm assuming this had something to do with Probably. the uh, <laughs> evolvement of it or whatever. Not evolvement, but evolving. Um, and then the current guidelines, which I'm about to go over, were established in 2002 and then amended in 2010 and then again in 2016. So the first one, bear with me. I'm going to try to pronounce this as best I can. Beneficence, I think.
0: That is a weird word. And
1: non-maleficence, if I'm saying that right. So this. Means, I think they
0: made those up. Probably, (laughs) probably.
1: So um, this means that the psychologists uh, doing the study have to protect the rights and the welfare of the individuals involved in the research. This also applies to animal testing. So it's not just humans. It's across the board uh, for any living organism that you're studying on, I guess, besides like plants. I guess plants don't really count. Um, The second one is fidelity and responsibility. This one means psychologists have a moral responsibility to ensure that those involved in their research are ethically taken care of. Integrity, uh, psychologists should never attempt to deceive or misrepresent their research. They should be striving for honesty and transparency. Justice, psychologists need to be fair and impartial. This basically just means that the researchers involved can't discriminate against any of the members um, involved in the study because of any kind of personal biases. And then, finally, there's respect for people's rights and dignity, which just means that the psychologist must respect the privacy, dignis- dignity, and confidentiality of everybody involved in the research. Yes. Now we're going to get into how he violated these. Yes, <laughs> yeah,
0: all yes, four yeah. of them. Yeah. So he violated the beneficence and non-maleficence. Good job. Someone is going to write into <laughs> that new email and be like, "It's going to be Zimbardo. Idiots. It's That's be not how you say, Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> And that's when we invite him to come. I would love
1: to be. I would love to have him as a guest. Now that he has our email address, he's probably insane.
0: Probably, like literally. I mean, well, yeah, you'll see. Yeah. (laughs) But so the uh, participants involved were not mentally or physically protected from harm during the experiment, and as we will find out, some of them had a bit of a breakdown. Spoiler Uh, alert. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Fidelity and responsibility. um, Again, they were the participants were not protected from psychological and mental harm and the researchers oh sorry
1: that was a typo on my part that's supposed to be physical I, and mental harm <laughs> not psychological fuck. and mental because that's the same I thing know, I know. I my bad like, oh, yeah, my bad those are different uh-huh. physical and but psychological anyway yeah harm.
0: physical and mental harm and zimbardo did not help to intervene them in times of distress and integrity those who participated were not fully told what the study would entail and researchers did not explain to them the possible risk Uh, The risks that would be endured during the study, which means that they did not fully consent effectively. Which
1: is a huge no-no. Yes. Huge.
0: Huge. Huge. And finally, respect for people's rights and dignity. As we will explain later, the dignity of the boys involved were not respected throughout the study. (laughs) No, No, they were not. Absolutely (laughs) not.
1: And I actually found this quote from Zimbardo himself about the um, ethical uh, guidelines of his um, experiment. And he said, how we went about testing these questions and what we found may astound you. Our planned two-week investigation into the psychology of prison life had to be ended after only six days because of what the situation was doing to the college students who participated. In only a few days, our guards became sadistic and our prisoners became depressed and showed signs of extreme stress. Please read the story of what happened and what it tells about the nature of human nature.
0: So he did have some kind of Well moral after compass. it ended.
1: After it ended, yeah. He, he but at he least still, cut it short. He cut it short, but I'll I'll make some comments later on. I don't wanna spoil anything for those oh. who don't know what's going <laughs> on, but um I have some comments <laughs> about oh, his yes. uh, involvement in this study, but let's let's keep rolling. Um, so what is the Stanford Prison Experiment? This is just like a brief overview of what it is. Obviously, we're gonna get into it into detail Um, but it was a study that was supposed to test the psychological and behavioral effects of a prison life
0: good job i
1: got it good i got it um a fake prison was set up in the basement of stanford psychology building 24 male college students were selected and each individually given diagnostic interviews and extensive psychological tests to make sure none of the boys had any psychological or medical issues um so they made sure that they didn't have any like drug issues or you know mental disorder stuff like that There were a total of 70 students who applied to the ad that Zimbardo put out, and the ad stated, and this is the actual ad, I like quoted what the actual ad said, male college students needed for psychological study of prison life, $15 a day for one to two weeks beginning August 14th. For further information and applications, come to room 248 at Jordan Hall, Stanford University. Um, Twelve of the boys were labeled as prisoners and twelve were labeled as prison guards, There was no difference between those who were prisoners and those who were guards. It was decided by a coin toss. Um, So it really was just luck of the draw. And then um, Zimbardo himself served as the superintendent of the prison. So he was involved in every step of this. He was there like every minute of every day during this experiment.
0: And one thing worth noting is while they did... um they like people volunteered for this but they didn't know like they weren't exactly detailed about what was going to come
1: we're gonna get into that on day one which eddie's about to go into but no they there were a lot of parts of the experiment that the boys were not told about at all like at all
0: and the first part is that one sunday morning in august in palo alto california a police car an actual city police car yeah with actual city officers yeah came through the town and picked them up and said that they were part of it was part of a mass arrest for violation of penal codes 211 armed robbery and burglary a 459 something? pc 459 i don't PC. know what that means some kind of this weird is what eddie eddie's <laughs> paraphrasing
1: but i have like the actual like account of what zimbardo wrote so this is what yeah. like literally happened
0: the suspect was picked up at his home charged warned of his legal rights spread eagled against the police car searched and handcuffed often as surprised and curious as neighbors looked on awesome gotta <laughs> love that right God. so before you
1: continue this is one of the things the boys had no idea about yeah this was exactly. not told to them that they would be picked up by an actual police yeah. officer that was not disclosed honestly to them i would be all.
0: like did i actually like is this real right. Did i actually yeah. <laughs> robbed someone and literally not remember? terrifying yeah But, okay, so the suspects were put in the rear of the police car and carried off to the police station uh, with sirens wailing. And, again, they were taken to the actual Actual police station. Stanford police station, yeah. And uh, the car entered the station. suspect was removed, brought inside the station, formally booked, again, warned of his rights, fingerprinted, and a complete identification made. The suspect was then taken to a holding cell where he was left blindfolded to ponder his fate and wonder what he had done to to get himself into this mess. What he had done was answer an ad... A few weeks earlier which appeared in the newspaper like we said um earlier with their consent um so i guess at that point they told them or not really i guess they I just figured it so. out at that point this
1: i put this specifically in there because he said this is what zimbardo wrote what he had done was answer an ad a few weeks earlier which appeared in the palo alto city newspaper calling for volunteers for our study that just felt ominous to me. Yeah. Like, the way that he described the boys being picked up, it's so dramatic. Mm-hmm. I don't see the point in doing that. I mean, I guess it it added to the realness of it all. Right. But again, not telling your participants that that's something that's going to happen, that's not okay. Like, at I all. I guess
0: he, yeah, he really wanted them to, to kind of start their getting into their roles, I, I guess, guess so. immediately. Yeah.
1: Okay, so this is um, also on day one. The prisoners were uh, each brought into the jail, the Stanford jail in the basement, um, one at a time and greeted by the warden. Each prisoner was then searched, stripped, and deloused in order to humiliate the prisoners and make sure that they weren't bringing any germs into the prison. Um, the prisoner then had to put on a five-part uniform um, the five parts was, one, a dress with no underclothes, so I'm pretty sure the backs were exposed. Like you could see, like, their round. asses and stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, two, the prisoner's number was on the front and back of their dress. Um, they had a heavy chain bolted onto each God of their damn. right feet. God um, damn. Loosely fitting sandals and then women's stockings that were made into caps that they had to wear on their heads, and this was to simulate having a shaved head um, and the goal of these uniforms was to embarrass and emasculate each prisoner. And the prisoners quickly began to walk and sit differently after being forced into the uniform. So within, like, minutes, the psychological effects were kicking in. Yeah. The chains also served as a constant reminder to the prisoners that they were in prison. And there's a quote that we're going to talk about, um, which it just, like, it made me sick to my stomach. Like, it's just so scary the way he words this yeah. stuff. And it's like... I, I wouldn't want to be one of those
0: boys. No, no.
1: Um, but he's... Do you want to read it? Yeah, i read, read it. Okay. So
0: Zimbardo writes, "...the chain on their foot, which also is uncommon in most prisons, was used in order to... in order that the prisoner always would be aware of the oppressiveness of his environment." So even when a prisoner was asleep, he could not escape the atmosphere of oppression. When a prisoner turned over, the chain would hit his other foot, waking him up and reminding him that he was still in prison, unable to escape, even in his dreams. When I read
1: that, my anxiety was like, holy fucking shit. Like, oh my God. These poor men.
0: They're really in it.
1: Like, they're really in it. This is just within the first few hours. Literally the first few hours. Like, it's it's already insane already insane oh eddie got a text hey. message <laughs> oh, <I did. laughs>
0: whoops so keeping that on silent now i never have my phone on silent or i always have my yeah. phone on silent and of course today i didn't it's okay anyway um so each of the prisoners were only and could only be acknowledged by the number they were not they could not use their names like yeah. as far as they were concerned they didn't have names even
1: talking to each other they had to use their number yeah. like they're like, hey 419 how's i actually it going?
0: don't think that they even knew probably not each other probably not unless they like happened to have a class or whatever well no they point. weren't but... students
1: they weren't all students at stanford uh, they, were, they just were just college, college students, students that general. happened to be in the area some of them were from fucking canada uh, okay. they just happened wow. to be in stanford california and one needed the money
0: yeah so hmm. yeah and the cap yeah as you said represented yeah. a shaved head so that that was to like get rid of the individuality right. so there's no like expression exactly via hairstyle. the
1: point of the hair and the number was completely to diminish any kind of individuality that these people had he wanted them to feel like they had nothing like they were nobody anonymous prisoners. literally they were yeah. nobody um so all of the guards were dressed in khakis and they all had to carry around a big club they wore a whistle and they all had these sunglasses these reflective right, sunglasses and the point of this was to prevent the prisoners from being able to see the guards emotions that's fucked that's 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 fucked so there's it's smart (laughs) it's extremely smart but it's fucked so it's like there is no like contact you don't even know who the fuck they are no there's no relationship between you and that guard except for him beating your ass whenever he wants to going on into that the guards were not given any instruction on how they could or couldn't run their prison and they made up their own rules Another come on. never a good idea. No, never are you good. serious? Here's, come on, have
0: all the power you want. I don't give a fuck. Literally, what you do. Didn't please give a fuck. beat the shit out of these people. Literally,
1: and he let them do that. Yeah, um, so Zimbardo began with only nine guards and nine prisoners um at a time. There were the additional three guards and prisoners were on standby at home in case they were needed. So if people dropped out or had to be forced out, whatever, which happens, um. The prison wasn't big enough to hold all 12 prisoners. And I remember reading um, each prison cell could only hold three cots. So these rooms were tiny. And they were like just sardined in there. Yeah. Remember, it's in the basement of a fucking psychology building on a campus. So you've got fucking college students walking around upstairs. Oh, no, it's during the summer. So I guess it's closed
0: off. But But they're taking like like summer summer classes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And you've got these people trapped in your basement, like fucking. And they. Like,
0: That's kidnappers. Could <laughs> you Just like walking around in class. You have no idea. I know. You hear They're them screaming. You're like, huh? Prisoners. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: only three guards worked at a time and they worked for an eight hour shift. Uh, so so like, this is actual
0: guards. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Yeah.
1: So this is the first major event that happened and again this is on day one uh, this is at 2 30 in the morning uh the prisoners were woken up to be counted and the point of this was to familiarize each prisoner with their individual numbers but also to provide the guards an opportunity to interact and exercise their authority over the prisoners lovely <laughs>
0: yes great yeah so on monday night less than 36 hours in the first prisoner was released prisoner number 8612 Uh, He was released because of acute emotional disturbance, disorganized thinking, uncontrollable crying, screaming, and rage. And this is Zimbardo's response.
1: Oh my god, this took me out.
0: (laughs) In spite of all of this, we had already come to think so much like prison authorities that we thought he was fooling, so to say, trying to con us. It took quite a while before we could be convinced that he was really suffering, and then we released him. So Zimbardo in this case is already he is taking himself, a role in his himself, own experiment he's getting is, sucked into his own experiment it's
1: been less than 36 fucking hours
0: on 36 fucking
1: hours and the professor. researcher he, this guy like that you don't do that when you're con- like ducting a study or research yeah. you do not get personally involved because that's when biases they occur and that's a big no-no and then also telling them that they had to be convinced that he needed to leave that's also not a like that's a big no-no now because
0: you should be able to you're supposed to be able to withdraw consent at any point yes that's now a rule but i guess
1: it wasn't then but yeah like you cannot tell someone now if they're a part of your research that you can't leave and you can't try to manipulate them into staying if they say i'm done that's it no questions asked no comments okay you're free to go and i'm just shocked that literally 36 hours in he was already being like nah um, right. i'm He's in charge trying to fuck
0: me over You're like, staying, <laughs>
1: yeah like you he must be insane
0: well yeah
1: i mean yeah but like that just proves like how do you do that as a psychologist i don't know you know it's an experiment it's your own
0: exactly. experiment <laughs> like, it's your this experiment your idea.
1: he shouldn't have had a part in it at all he should no, have been that a is bystander true because
0: putting yourself as the prisoner superintendent you're basically putting yourself in a role yeah and you're going absolutely. to do the same shit that everyone else is.
1: absolutely he should have just watched everything that happened yeah. and stepped in when something went wrong yeah but he didn't do no. any of that nope. <laughs> nothing so day two um the second major event happened a rebellion broke out on the morning of the second day So what happened was the prisoners were like, fuck this shit. I'm already tired of it. This is crazy. They removed their caps. They ripped off their numbers and they barricaded themselves into their cells and they pushed their beds up against the wall so that the guards couldn't get in. This pissed the guards off tremendously, tremendously, um, because not only were the prisoners, locking themselves into their cells they were at the same time taunting and cussing at the guards so at this point they already have a little bit of a power trip and they're just pissed off they're like nah fuck this i'm in charge like this isn't how it's gonna happen so at this point the morning shift for the guards come in to switch And they're extremely pissed off at this point because they felt like the rebellion wouldn't have happened if the night shift guards were harsher on the prisoners. So all nine of the guards used a fire extinguisher, which shot a stream of freezing carbon dioxide to force the prisoners away from the doors. They broke into each of the cells. They stripped the prisoners naked, took their beds and forced some of the prisoners into solitary confinement. This is day two.
0: So they really popped off literally already
1: day two they were like i'm establishing my dominance right yeah. now and
0: so the rebellion was placed under control but the guards knew they would be outnumbered obviously since there's only three guards per shift and nine prisoners yeah so one of the guards came up with the idea to use psychological tactics instead of physical, physical tactics and one way they did this was they set up a privilege cell and a i guess they were like the other ones were regular yeah, regular yeah, yeah. And so Zimbardo writes about this, that the three prisoners least involved in the rebellion were given special privileges. They got their uniforms back. They got their beds back. They were allowed to wash and brush their teeth. Wow. Right. Like big, big rights here. The others were not. They also got to eat special food in the presence of the other prisoners who had lost the privilege of eating. What this amounted to was breaking the solidarity among the prisoners. So after a day and a half using the privileged cell, the guards then switched the prisoners, which confused all of them and made them think that some of them might be working with the guards in order to get special treatment. This destroyed all trust between the prisoners and essentially isolated them all mentally and led to just general unrest and like right. backstabbing so now
1: and not only are they living in a simulation prison they're being treated like shit yeah um now they don't have any friends because they don't trust each other because yeah. the guards have manipulated them into thinking that they're turning on each other and i would be this is again day two yeah. day fucking two <laughs> day two two days in and the shit is already going down
0: that's kind of like whoever whatever guard came up with that it was kind of sharp like what? oh he's Where extremely are, smart because he's right because people? you can
1: punch people you can hit them whatever but if you break their mind yeah. you they're done like That's there's nothing you can do tactic. um and at this point it was no longer an experiment yeah. for the guards no. they were they, they, prison guards more. like there was they, they, this they, was their job yeah they are now 100 percent committed to the fact th- and believe that they are a prison guard yeah and um, all of the prisoners' behavior at this point is now completely controlled by the guards. So the prisoners couldn't even use the bathroom without the guards granting them permission. That would piss me off. Yeah, that that's would really piss me off. So um, now They're
0: just being assholes. Th-
1: literally, they're just being assholes at this because they, yeah. yeah. they can. Yeah. Because they can't. Nobody's they stepping <laughs> in. Nobody's telling them they can't do this. So they're gonna they're gonna do whatever the fuck they want. Um, after ten p.m., the prisoners were forced to use a bucket to go to the bathroom and a lot of the time they weren't allowed to empty those buckets so they began to smell like shit and piss because that they weren't allowed just, to empty their cell that bucket. always makes yeah. me feel good yeah <laughs> and uh also and they're not getting showers either so for how like i mean yeah. it only lasted six, six days but they thought they could be in there for two weeks imagine thinking for two weeks i'm shit, gonna smell I like i didn't this. even
0: think about that because like they don't have a shower in nothing a, in a psychology building basement no
1: nothing nothing And um, Mm -hmm. it was also okay for the guards to do any kind of physical punishment when they took the prisoners to the bathroom. So if they felt, quote unquote, that the prisoners were falling out of line, they could push them. They could trip them. They could hit them. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Absolutely anything they wanted. And again, day two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So also on day two, there was... A family and friends visiting hours event, just like you would have at a real prison, Mm -hmm. just to add to that realism. And so Zimbardo states that they first grossly manipulated the situation, and then they uh, subtly manipulated the visitors. We did the hypocrisy trip to make the prison environment seem pleasant to the parents and undercut any complaints that the prisoners might present to them. We washed, shaved, and groomed the prisoners. We had them clean and polish their cells. We removed all the signs, fed them a big dinner played music on the intercom, and even had an attractive co-ed, Susie Phillips, greet the visitors at our registration desk. That's nuts. So they completely made it not look like a shithole anymore. And I'm assuming they dumped the piss buckets, too.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Just to make it seem a little (laughs) better.
0: So the parents kind of come into this thinking that, like, oh, it's such a fun experiment. Right. It's just a little experiment. Like, they're getting fed. They get
1: showered. Like, it's all cool. No big deal. Meanwhile, little Johnny is getting beat and stripped and basically just abused. Yeah.
0: So kind of to that effect, they, in a sense, the guests who were visiting were also manipulated into their roles, essentially. They had roles too. They didn't even know they had roles. Or they started at least act like their Mm -hmm. sons were actually in prison when they were visiting. Zimbardo
1: made it a point to make the uh, family members think that it was a privilege that they were allowed to come and see their sons and friends, boyfriends, whatever. Um, That's a key word, a privilege. Yeah. They're not even involved in this study and somehow they are getting a reward. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Lucky you. Yeah. You're
1: so lucky that you get to see your son. And um, I didn't put this in the research, but I remember reading, I actually read his like paper. So it was like his first account of what actually happened. And he said, um, That they had to wait in the waiting room for 30 minutes, and then they only got about 10 minutes with their son, family, whatever, whoever it was. And then um, he said one mom, like, approached Zimbardo and was, like, intimidated by him because she saw him as a prison superintendent, not as a psychologist. Yeah. And he noticed that, he picked up on that, and I think he thrived off of it.
0: And I also remember one, I'm not sure if it was the same person, but one of the... I guess it was a, a couple of parents, said to him, like, I don't know, our son looks really, yeah. like, distraught or distressed, mm-hmm. whatever, like, just sad. And he kind of flipped it on him and was like, what, you don't think he can handle it? like yep. whatever And the dad was like, oh, he's fine. Never he mind, he's it. fine. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> right, right.
1: Yeah, so no, he completely manipulated every single person involved in the yeah. study, which, um it's not okay especially because they didn't consent to be a part of the study so exactly. yeah again day two,
0: day two. <laughs>
1: still day two um again on day two there was a, a massive rumor going around that there was some kind of escape plot that was gonna yeah. happen
0: orchestrated yeah, by it, our favorite prisoner eighty six twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah so this is the
1: guy that got that left on the first day <laughs> that they yeah. thought were faking it um And they basically, what happened was one of the guards overheard the prisoners talking and somehow it got back to Zimbardo that Prisoner 8612 was going to come back with all his friends and break down the prison (laughs) and like
0: bust bust them all
1: out. And so in response to this, and he even said in his paper, he's like, what we should have done is just waited it out and saw what happened he's like but that's not what we did (laughs) of course not. instead he got paranoid he was paranoid and um he he moved all the prisoners blindly they all had bags over their heads um into a different part of the building they took down the entire prison setup and he waited by himself in the basement for the prison break to happen and you know what happened nothing <laughs> um one of his co-workers actually came down to see what was going on and he asked him what's the independent variable of the study i remember that <laughs> and yeah. zimbardo got pissed yeah. because to him it wasn't a study anymore he was like this is real
0: what yeah. do you mean independent the you study the about? fuck are
1: you talking about and he got mad at the guy and he's i'm like dude what is the independent yeah, variable right? because i'm not, <laughs> like is
0: this even an, is this I'm even just, a study like yeah
1: i'm confused <laughs> at this point um And uh, at this point, Zimbardo is no longer a researcher. He is fully and mentally committed to the role of the superintendent. Yeah, in his own experiment. Finally, day three.
0: Yes. (laughs) So on day three, a Catholic priest visits the prison and tells the boys that they need to think of it. um, Oh, to think as if they are in prison and ask for a lawyer, because the priest basically said to them, like, "How the fuck are you gonna get out of here? What are you doing?" Yeah. He came and in and he
1: asked all of them, what are you doing to get out of here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he proceeded to tell each of them that if they didn't help themselves, nobody else would, that they were college students, they were bright enough to realize that they were in prison, and the only way to get out was with a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So those who were most disturbed by the priest's behavior were the ones who were able to convince themselves that the prison was not real. So I don't get that those who why were, were they disturbed. i don't understand why they were disturbed
1: by the priest
0: probably because they're like what the fuck i i see how that would be confusing because I guess you're, you're like okay i see why is now. this priest here acting like i'm actually in prison okay it, it okay would fuck i got you i got you because yes. you're like this is that I thought sense. this was an experience. Right.
1: I'm not in prison. I don't need a lawyer. I'm getting yeah. out in a few days. What that, are you talking about? I would about? definitely be okay. like, yeah, I what get that. You, what is this guy yep. on about? Take it back. I definitely get that.
0: And But I, yeah, I was struggling with that one. Yeah. <laughs> when I read it, <laughs> I, I was like, okay. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right. Um, there was only one prisoner who didn't speak to the priest because he was feeling sick and needed a doctor. And Zimbardo took that person to a different room took off his chain and cap and told him to relax while this was happening the guards forced the prisoners to chant 819 which is the prisoner's number yeah and made him feel like they were angry at him because he was able to leave right
1: so the guards were punishing the prisoners because 819 was sick and needed to see a doctor yeah. he didn't want to leave the prison at this point because he felt like he was being a quote-unquote bad prisoner because the guards were making were manipulating yeah. it into making him feel like he was shitty for getting out, um, and
0: so finally, Zimbardo was like, "Look, you're not eight nineteen. My name is Doctor Zimbardo. I'm a psychologist, and this is not a prison. This is an experiment, and those are students just like you. Let's go." So he basically had to reason with him and make him yeah. snap out of it.
1: Yeah, and the kid was like, "Oh," and like immediately stopped crying. Was like, "Okay," and left, and. That's, I think, was the point, the turning point for Zimbardo. That's when it, it clicked in his head that he was like, "Oh,
0: maybe I'm doing too much." Isn't real. (laughs) Maybe
1: I should relax.
0: Um.
1: So day four, uh, Thursday morning, they had a fake parole board meeting to discuss the prisoner's parole possibility, and basically they asked each prisoner um, if they would give up the pay that they had earned thus far through the experiment in order to leave right now.
0: Bitch. All but two of
1: them said yes. So. Wow. That's, they really
0: hated that place.
1: I'm sure. They've been, they were mentally yeah, broken. That, I mean, I would On know. day one, on day two, they were mentally broken. Like, it's just done. Like, at that point, except for the two that didn't say yes, um, they were probably the two that were like, "This is fake. I'm okay. Yeah. Like it'll end. Yeah,
0: I'm still getting paid. i getting that coin. Or they were I, just really broke.
1: Or they were. Yeah, they needed the. Mo- <laughs> that's the sad part about this is that these kids probably really needed the yeah. money, and they went through absolute hell.
0: They probably thought, oh, I'll like fill out a survey and be yeah. good.
1: Like absolute <laughs> hell, yeah. and it's not fair because they weren't told what this was actually going to yeah. be they really weren't and that's so fucked up on so many different le- um, levels but i f- one thing that zimbardo said that like really stuck out to me and i was like this had to have been when he was like fuck
0: i yeah. fucked up
1: i've fucked up now is that he said these people voluntarily agreed to be a part of this study and now they don't want the money anymore because they want to leave so it's no longer an experiment to them this is real life they are a prisoner they are in prison and they're trying to do whatever the fuck they can to get out and he was like fuck he was like none of them said i quit this experiment and i no longer choose to be a subject for money um but and he was like they couldn't say that because their sense of reality had undergone so much transformation and they didn't have the power to choose because the experiment was no longer an experiment to them. They were in prison and where uh, they were in prison where the verbal reality was parole and forfeiting of wages earned for prison work. In the prison. Oh, in this prison, only the correctional authority had the power to grant paroles. Wow. So four days in and these poor guys are just broken. Yeah. Completely. Just absolutely just destroyed. Just
0: to get the hell out of yeah. it. Yeah. It's not even Destroyed.
1: Worth it yeah and i'm like dude what the fuck like that's crazy that's amazing that's it is amazing it's extremely, it's extremely fascinating it's extremely fascinating but it's it's terrifying at the same time because it's so immoral and so unethical at the same time and they actually have a movie they like did a movie about it
0: oh yeah I, i've not watched i that, but...
1: definitely recommend it because seeing it happen
0: do they actually have like live like footage from the... well no no, no no it's
1: like a uh, like a
0: reenactment yeah okay. it's not
1: a documentary it's a yeah. reenactment but like they re after reading his paper they reenacted it all to a t and <laughs> watching it happen is like terrifying yeah like it's like oh my god like watching these kids go through that is like jesus fucking yeah. christ like that's terrible it's absolutely terrible did i do the last slide i can't remember did yes, i just do did. the last yes, slide <laughs>
0: i think yes you did yeah okay so moving on day five by this day, the guards finally fell into their jobs easier than before, um, and there was one final act of rebellion that night. So the prisoner on standby, number four sixteen, who was admitted, I believe, after
1: probably after,
0: I think it was the last after guy 8th, left 19th, the nineteen yeah, the one who they were chanting at sick. and had like yeah. a really terrible time. He
1: probably came in for him.
0: Yeah, so. Anyway, this new prisoner was admitted and refused to eat as an act of protest, Mm -hmm. and guards reacted by telling him if he didn't eat, then his cellmates would be punished. Yeah. And the prisoners were practically begging him to eat, but he still refused. (laughs) This guy was like, fuck (laughs) you. Yeah. So the guards threw the new prisoner into solitary confinement for three hours, even though there was a one-hour limit established in Mm -hmm. place. Um, Apparently, even what little guidelines there were meant. Nothing Absolutely to them nothing. at this point. Nothing. So that's good.
1: And Zobardo still didn't step in. Yeah, he's no. watching this no, happen. No, because he's the superintendent. Right. He says, fuck that prisoner too. Exactly. Fuck him exactly. and his rebellion. Exactly.
0: And the guards then asked the prisoners if they would be willing to give up something of their own, for example, a blanket, um, so that the prisoner could be released from solitary. None of the prisoners gave up anything, and Prisoner 416 remained in solitary all night.
1: Yeah. In his paper, he... <laughs> It's so bad, but so funny. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he <laughs> wrote it. He was, like, talking about it. And he goes, um, he's, like, explaining how they had the opportunity to give something up. And if they gave something up, the prisoner would be released. He goes, And what do you think they did? And there was no response. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> oh and I'm like, how dramatic. And oh I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, and he's just watching the yeah. whole time, just watching. Mm-hmm. I'm like i mean he's not gonna mess up at his this point like i that. can understand how involved he must feel because it must be so exhilarating to yeah. be like i controlled this i did yeah. this this is my this is doing your look what i did <laughs> and it must be like an adrenaline rush yeah especially because you think you have all and this you, power and you want to
0: see like how far it goes like you how fucked up you can really I get these people and
1: honestly like i can't really blame him because like if you really get invested like yeah i'd want to see how far it could go too and
0: honestly his goal was probably to have the most like tragic shit happen like he probably knew yeah he pro- or he like had a hypothesis that yeah. some like these people would be really distressed
1: yeah and i mean i i I don't, I want to say I couldn't sit there and watch that. I don't think I could. I think after um, the first like prison break I thing after, happened, yeah. I'd be like, okay, we need to establish yeah, some like, new guidelines. This isn't fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So also on day five, that same night, a lawyer was contacted by one of the kid's parents. That was um, one of the subjects. And Zimbardo talked to him on the phone and the guy... I mean, I don't exactly remember what happened, but the guy was like, yes, like I can come and like legally get them out of this. And Zimbardo was like, okay, it's got to end. It's done. Um, So he said, we had indeed created a prison in which people were suffering, in which some boys called prisoners were withdrawing, becoming isolated and behaving in pathological ways. On the other hand, some of the guards were behaving sadistically, delighting in what could be called the ultimate aphrodisiac of power. So basically uh, an, extreme power <laughs> an extreme power trip. An extreme power trip. And many of the guards who were not behaving that way felt helpless to do anything about it. In fact, they allowed it to go on, never once interfering with an order by one of the cruel guards. It might even be said that it was the good guards who helped maintain the prison, although the bad guards set the tone. At this point, we said, enough, we have to end this. And our and so our two-week simulation was called off after only six days.
0: Now, when these parents called the lawyer, were they like playing a part or were they actually going to sue his ass because of the suffering? I don't know.
1: I don't know. But I would imagine that some of the ki- kid's parents were like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. My like kid
0: some terrible shit's actually doesn't happening.
1: look okay. I'm going to call a lawyer and see what the fuck I can do, especially after a priest. Okay. No, no. I remember what happened. The priest said, I can contact your parents for you to get a lawyer okay and some of the kids said yes here's my parents information so they call playing, them for me
0: they were playing along essentially because they the parents yeah, thought they believed, oh i have to do this to get them i guess out. so and i guess so so they, they called right and i guess
1: the lawyer was like nah bro like you, you better let them go or i can legally or get else. them out of this yeah and he was like fuck <laughs> i better let him go so
0: the lawyer was not exactly playing along yeah but <laughs> he was, no he was like yeah, you yeah, gotta let like, him go yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so then, on the sixth day, the debrief the debriefing was conducted, which basically means he just sat down with all the prisoners. The guards asked them about their experience, how they felt about it, um, what they felt came out of it, all this stuff. And then on August twentieth, nineteen seventy one, the experiment was officially terminated. Okay. And that is the Zimbardo prison experiment. That's it. It's fucking crazy. So fucking basically, that just nuts. goes to
0: show how. People can really get into some roles and go ham and do shit that they never would normally do.
1: Yeah, that's the whole... That's why this this um, experiment is so interesting because these people were just normal people. There was nothing wrong with them. They had no signs of, like, aggression or anything like that. And like he said, there was no difference. in them. they literally flipped a coin yeah, to decide who would them. be who. And within... 36 hours these people were like i'm in charge i'm the man you're gonna do what the fuck i want and these guys were like okay like what can they do at this point because nobody's stepping in nobody is you know coming and saying okay this is enough you can't do that of course they're gonna feel helpless and they i guess genuinely believe that they were in prison and that's terrifying (laughs) I just the fact that it was supposed to last two weeks and it only lasted six. I know, like that (laughs) just shows. No, thank God, but that just shows you how terrible the conditions were.
0: So it was even it was even worse than he probably expected.
1: Probably, yeah, Yeah, probably. And um, Zimbardo's still kicking it. (laughs) He's about to celebrate his eighty seventh birthday. Yeah, he's still a professor at Stanford.
0: His rate, my professor is. a... bit average yeah if we're being honest. apparently he's a bit egotistical <laughs> yeah, who would have guessed? <laughs> guessed yeah
1: um i would love to take a but class anyway, with him
0: yeah we're gonna we were talking we're about gonna, you know how last week we were talking about um like sitting in yeah, yeah without yeah, pain we want to do that we're
1: just gonna fly to california yep. go to Get stanford no credits. no credits i just of want course. the experience yeah. um and go and see the we'll dr zimbardo absolutely that sounds great That's to like me plan. mobile podcast yep all right guys so that was the stanford prison experiment um i hope you guys liked it we switched it up a bit i had fun with this one i thought this was fun um talking about an actual experiment is cool because you can actually see psychological effects that happen you know yeah it's like it's, actual it's actual like yeah the data effects, kind of. right well, not it, right because really, you can talk about disorders and stuff like that but seeing it like play yeah. out in different ways it's very interesting yeah. so i had fun with this one um but yeah, that's, and that's it. And
0: I've actually just received news that oh. we have an email address. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so okay. let, let us uh, know what you guys thought of that, if you like what we did today, mm-hmm. or if it was terrible. But yeah. I think it went pretty well. I, I like it. I thought it went good, yeah. And so our email is offourmedspod at gmail.com.
1: Perfect. So, so yeah, my... send us some questions, anything, you know, you want to know, um about mental disorders what kind of mental disorders you'd like to hear about any kind of experiments you'd like to hear about and um again shout out to our research assistant danielle um, for helping us out and we will see you guys next week
0: yeah see you au revoir Farm podcast.